This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. We're here today with Wharton marketing professor Peter Fader to discuss the recent federal court ruling that set aside a federal communications rule that prevented cable companies from owning more than 30% of the cable markets nationwide. Thanks for joining us today, Professor Fader. It's a pleasure to be with you. So should people be worried that Comcast, which is the biggest cable carrier right now and is the one that's most discussed when talking about the possibility of a cable company exceeding uh, 30%, um, should, should, those, should folks be worried that um, they'll try to uh, exceed that and perhaps control too much? More power to them. I, I think people shouldn't look at the historical trajectory that, that brought them to this point. Okay, so Comcast used to be something very small. It grew a lot. That's great. But it's not like they're, they're uh, in uh, any threat of, of taking over uh, uh, broadcasting or telecommunications or anything like that. In the big scheme, they're a fairly small player. There's a lot of different players with different degrees of strength. And it's, it's a beautiful market right now. Lots of different technologies, lots of different business models. They make it interesting, but by no means are they winning the race. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of talk lately, though, about the, the vanishing gatekeepers. And uh, because of its role as having the pipeline that's feeding uh, both video entertainment and broadband content to about one out of every five American homes, that makes them quite a gatekeeper. And their decisions about programming can be very influential, no? It's still a very competitive market, though. And, and just as there might be vanishing gatekeepers, there's also genuine economies of scale and scope. They have the capability to offer different kinds of programming, uh, whether it's sports or other kinds of entertainment, that they couldn't do if, if they were just one of a, of a zillion little players. So I think consumers are, are better off today with the choices that they have than they were years ago. And I think it's, it's at this point, getting better all the time. And, and this is from someone who recently dropped Comcast to move to Verizon Fios. Uh, and it's not so much dissatisfaction with Comcast as much as, hey, here's something cool. Let's give it a try. Mm-hmm. Comcast and Time Warner and, and Verizon Fios, for example, um, all may have the same threat um, on the horizon, which is that a lot of people and more and more every day are getting their video entertainment right from the internet. Comcast and Time Warner have partnered with a strategy to make your your cable subscription portable so that you can see the programming online. Have they been doing enough to um, advance the, uh, the, the interactive portion, the, the interactive business, the, the business that they would have uh, on the web? Well, I think that the initiative you mentioned, the TV Everywhere uh, project, it's still relatively early. We don't know exactly how it's going to look, but I think it's a great idea. I think it will be a, a, a boon to consumers, and at the same time, it's going to uh, light a fire under competitors, even including Hulu and YouTube, mm-hmm. for them to, to up the ante a, a little bit. So, again, we're in no danger that, that anyone's going to be cornering the market with one kind of content or, or restricting the kinds of choices that consumers have. I think that the TV Everywhere is, is a fantastic idea, and the way that it versus some of these direct and indirect competitors are going to uh, – the way that that competition is going to play out, 
it's going to be won or lost by who offers the best service, the best selection, quality, convenience at a good price, as opposed to any kind of uh, legal restrictions. This is a great example where the, where the lawyers and the regulators can just stay out of it and, and let the market uh, prosper. Uh, and uh, another uh, changing part of that market is the uh, growth of uh, wireless delivery of interactive services. Um, I don't believe Comcast has a play in that in that front, um, and I'm not sure if the other cable carriers are very big on it either. Uh, is that something they should be paying more attention to? Well, they're certainly dipping their toes in those waters. So they, uh, all, all these companies, certainly Comcast has a, has a, a wireless division. It's more on the communication side than on the entertainment side. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are probably conversations taking place that I'm yeah. not aware of. But uh, again, it's an example where it's just yet another technology. And then let's throw satellite into the mix as well. Uh, people can get information from so many different sources. It's at the point where the consumer doesn't know, doesn't really care what kind of pipe is, is bringing the information in, as long as it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this, this really is, is a golden age for the, the delivery and the creation of, of different kinds of entertainment. It's not just the delivery of entertainment, as you know, as uh, co-director of the Wharton Interactive Media Initiative. It's, it's the ability to interact with that information, to, um, to feedback, to tell the information provider exactly what you want, uh, and to communicate with others on the network. Doesn't that give a big advantage uh, for, to the uh, uh, cable firms and, uh, and the Verizons uh, over the, their satellite competitors, which we keep hearing is their big competitor? It's not necessarily the case that more data is better. A lot of it has to do with your, your capabilities of really extracting insights from it. Uh, and uh, Comcast, as well as some of the other large cable providers, uh, recently created a, a, a subsidiary joint venture called Project Canoe that was going to be centered around exactly this issue, the idea of, of letting them create common standards so that they have one data format a- across the country that would allow for, for targetable advertising and, and so on. Again, I think it's a great idea, but so far it's been a failure. Uh, they, they were hoping to, to have some services out there by summer of 2009, which is just about gone, and there's still nothing to show for it. So... Uh, and I'm not picking on Comcast in particular, but but just because they're big cable companies doesn't mean that they can get their arms around all this data uh, better than, than small companies that, right. that are built around analytics. Um, going back to the, um, the, the the limits on on cable ownership, uh, clearly uh, Congress has wanted the FCC to impose some sort of limit. Uh, that's why the FCC came up with this 30% limit. Is there an upper limit somewhere? Or is the growing diversity of technologies making that irrelevant? I'm more of a, of a grassroots, bottom-up kind of guy. I, I don't like just to, to look at a market and, and make up numbers like, like a 30% or anything like that. Uh, the, the acid test is, is are consumers better off with the, the landscape as it is or as it appears to be changing? And I think the answer is yes, and I, I don't see any – and any risks on the horizon. I think that things are going to continue to get better as other technologies come into the forefront, as other companies start jumping into the mix. So I think it would be wrong to look at previous markets and say, here's a number that worked for them. I think it's fair to say that this is a case where it's really different and there's not a lot of precedence for what's happening today. Okay. Now, uh, just the other day, uh, Disney's uh, deal with uh, to pick up uh, Marvel 
uh, was the first big media deal we've had in a while. Uh, do you think that uh, this could lead, this, this new, um, uh, the federal court's decision could lead to a deal by Comcast or a Time Warner or a charter to um, acquire um, more cable systems? I'm not sure that the Disney deal by itself uh, is an indicator of anything. Uh, people too often look for patterns in uh, M&A activity of this sort. I, I think if something were to happen with Comcast and let's say Time Warner or some other big cable provider, uh, it might be because the government has has stepped out of the mix, but uh, I, I'm not going to predict that this is there's going to be a flood of of mergers and acquisitions taking place today. I'll, I'll leave that to my finance colleagues. Okay, well, thanks a lot for joining us. Always a pleasure to talk to you. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.